Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. DA on CBS Sports Radio. DA, how you feeling, bro? Man, I'm feeling great. I'm doing great. Happy Tuesday, boys and girls. One question, one question only. How do you feel? Well, I feel good, and I'm doing well. Well, that's all that really matters, and I appreciate you being with us on this fine Trash Tuesday. We'll keep taking your trashes here. DA on CBS on Twitter or on the phones at 855-212-4CBS. The voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair, is going to join us coming up at 20 minutes past the hour. So we'll do the sounds of Saturday then. And also coming up this hour on the show, Advanced Analytics and your epic fail. Now, I saw this story over the week and I thought this was pretty interesting because... There was a bunch of NBA stars that lashed out at Noah Lyles. Okay, Noah Lyles is a track and field star for the U.S. And Lyles was trying to kind of defend the turf of international games, where if he's competing in the World Championships or the Olympics or Olympic trials, etc., obviously you're competing against all over the world, sprinters or track and field stars, et cetera, from across the globe. And Noah Lyles is an American, and he had a really funny way of describing, kind of, I think, defending his turf. Like, yeah, we are competing against the globe. And I want to play for you this audio because this audio got a lot of NBA players to crush him on social media. You know, the thing that hurts me the most is that I have to watch the NBA Finals and they have world champion on their head. World champion of what? The United States? Don't get me wrong. I, I love the U.S. at times. But that ain't the world. That is not the world. We are the world. We have almost every country out here fighting, thriving, putting on they flag to show that they are represented. There ain't no flags in the NBA. <laughs> Lyles is 26 years old, won three gold medals at the track and field world championships in Budapest last week, including wins in the 100 meter and 200 meter dash. So of course he's getting lit up by NBA players. We're the best in the world. Just kind of like, Eye-rolling emojis, you don't know what you're talking about, stand down, etc. 
And I found this interesting. I found this interesting because I think the natural inclination for Americans is to say we're the best in the world, so obviously the Denver Nuggets are the best basketball team in the world. Duh. So they are world champs. And the Kansas City Chiefs are the best football team in the world, so duh, they are the world champs. And the NHL is the best hockey league in the world, and so duh, whoever wins the Stanley Cup are world champions. And we've used this nomenclature forever, world champs, world champs, world champs. My guess is it dates back to the World Series more than 100 years ago of why we are deeming our champions world champions because it's the World Series, and that was the first of all of our massive championships. And it's just always caught on, and nobody's ever cared to correct it. And we'd say, well, yeah, if you win MLS Cup, you're not world champions because we all agree that the LA Galaxy wouldn't be better than Barcelona or Man City or whoever in, in a championship situation. So we are we are kind of like just following the shred of logic or the thread of logic that it's clearly the best league, thus they're the best team, so thus they're world champions. But Noah Lyles is right as well. It is kind of an assumption, a presumption, when we say our domestic champs are world champions. Would the Denver Nuggets beat the next best basketball team from the non-NBA? We assume so. Would they beat the, the, the champion of the Chinese League or the Serbian League or the Greek League? We would assume so. But it isn't a tournament between the Denver Nuggets and like Champions League, the best champion out of all these other international leagues. And for the NFL, there really isn't another professional sports football league that we would compare them to. Who? The, the USFL? They're, they're better than, is there another football league? Maybe there's a German football league. I don't know. Domestic football league in Mexico. I have no idea. I, I doubt it. We call the world champions. It's kind. It, it it really is American arrogance. And I think if you're Noah Lyles or if you're anybody that competes internationally, it's like yeah, that's what we do. That's not what you do. And I get it. I do get it. If you're in the Olympics and you're competing against Norway in the slalom. And you've got to be better than the best in Sweden, the best in Norway, the best in Finland, the best in France, whatever. And you win the gold and you're like, yeah, I'm the best in the world. And then you see, you know, the Colorado Avalanche have world champs. You're like, eh, you know, you know. <laughs> I, could, I could see that. When you go to the world championships, when you go to the Olympics, when you go to Olympic trials, when you're trying to defeat comers from the entire world you're like no we're kind of the world champions that's not now i understand the flip side is yeah but the best players come from all over the place and so the avs or whoever wins the stanley cup you know the knights or you know pick your stanley cup winner well they've got players from finland and from canada and from you know Sweden, and so they kind of are global teams, and Russia. Okay, kind of, yes. But we don't know necessarily if they beat the champion of the KHL. 
if there was a Champions League like there is in soccer, I think you could deem them world champs. But it is something that, here's what I, I would find funny. This is what I found funny. I thought Noah Lyles at least had a point. And everybody in the NBA came after him and clowned him on Twitter. Everybody. Like, they were not having that. How how dare you question how we call ourselves world champions? When my guess is most of those guys had never really thought about it beforehand. You know, if you went to to Kevin Durant or you went to, you know, pick your player off of a, a recent NBA champion and said, so tell me why you think you're world champions. They'd just be like, well, duh, everybody's world champions. Be like, well, let's really work through this. My th- my thought is they wouldn't have really considered it. Noah Lyles brings it up. It's like, oh, how dare you even question this? I thought that was interesting. Every single NBA player was so offended. Also, I don't know if we put it in that clip, but Noah Lyles, who is an American sprinter, said, don't get me wrong, I love the U.S. at times. He says, but that ain't the world. That is not the world. We are the world. He's not wrong. But, you know, you can't. P.J. Tucker said, you can't make this bleep up. Durant said, somebody help this brother out. Austin Rivers. I don't know what's more cringe, his comment or his voice and delivery. I didn't think that it was cringe at all. I thought it was an interesting take. Let's play that one more time, okay? Noah Lyles, who's an American sprinter, about being deemed world champion. You know, the thing that hurts me the most is that I have to watch the NBA Finals and they have world champion on their head. World champion of what? The United States? Don't get me wrong. I, I love the U.S. at times. But that ain't the world. That is not the world. We are the world. We have almost every country out here fighting, thriving, putting on their flag to show that they are represented. There ain't no flags in the NBA. <laughs> delivery? Those deliveries great, actually. Like, I would listen to his sports talk radio show overnights here on CBS Sports Radio. Hell, I would let him fill in for this show. <laughs> I'd put him on the New York Post digital show. <laughs> Talk about Cardinals quarterback. I, it sounded like Eddie Griffin to me. It sounded like a stand-up. I like the delivery. But no, you cannot tell these guys that they could not be Dean World Champions because <gasps> how dare you? We are the best in the world, of course. I kind of think it's apples to oranges, though, DA. Okay. Because you don't have a professional sprinter league. And if they did, and... It was popular enough here in the United States or whatever country it was popular in, like soccer is most popular in England, or at least the best. Um, probably the best sprinters in the world would go there to compete in the league. When it's the Olympics or it's the world championships, that's, you know, you're competing for your country. Like if Luka yes, Doncic but- and Nikola Jokic weren't playing in the NBA, then maybe you could have an argument. But those guys came from Europe. Other players have come from other countries to play in the NBA because it is one the most successful in term uh, the most successful the most profitable and it's the best players and that's true. The, that's the same for I would say Major League Baseball and absolutely the NFL. But it's funny that a 
when we say world champions, we say it about whoever wins the NBA Finals, not who wins the Olympic gold medal. If Team USA wins the Olympic gold medal every year, they're actually the world champions. The team that wins the NBA isn't really. Also, even if other leagues came close to catching our domestic leagues, like the KHL in Russia, or let's just say a Saudi league said, we're going to pay for the best baseball players in the world, and they held a tournament. Whoever won the World Series here would consider themselves World Series champions because it's just ingrained. We would never cede that to a Saudi league. Like, nobody ever thinks that the Japanese champion could beat the World Series champion, but there's a lot of players that go back and forth. Granted, if you're the best of the best, you're probably going to play here instead of Japan, but, like, they play a really good brand of baseball there. But we would never even consider them equals, even though it is possible in a seven-game series our team could lose. It's plausible. So I just think that even, let's just say the Japanese league went all out, like the Saudis or like, um, I don't know, let's just say it's like Premier League, and they started grabbing equal talent. I don't think we would ever not call our World Series champion world champs. Even if, um, let's say, yeah, let's say the KHL started buying NHL superstars. And their champion was really, really good. I don't think we ever wouldn't call the NHL champ world champs. Then we should do like how soccer does it and do Club World Cup. Totally. Do one week, different continent for every year. Love it. So the winner of the, um, what is it, the KBO, Korean baseball. I guess they would have to play the winner of the Japanese league then. Or it could be a round robin. Yeah, we could do that. It's kind of like the WBC. Like, is the World Baseball Classic, that's really the world champs. Now, it's a little weird because not everybody plays in it. But Same thing with basketball and the Olympics. If we lose the Olympics, you know it's because we didn't field our best players. That's true. There's, there's really no, <laughs> it can kind of go around in circles over and over again with this. Well, I just think that Noah Lyles, the automatic response clearly from everybody is, you're a bozo. When in reality, there's a thread of truth to what he says. Fatty Crackers tweets, I'm trashing the doctor office scheduling. Last week, my daughter had a 7.30 appointment. Office opened at 7.30. We arrived at 7.20. Didn't get called back until 8.08. Didn't see the doctor until 8.26. P.S. Is Pete the body available to teach doctor offices how scheduling works? Warm, sizzling garbage. Want another job? Uh, Sure. Just give me my rate. (laughs) I'm not going to get into a union thing like uh, those writers are. Still going on about it. Amazing. Take care of your business. Adam, the former bath guy, says, I'm trashing the forest fires burning across my home province of British Columbia. Splash Brothers, more like the Trash Brothers. Jeffrey is trashing the lady who let kids run around the grocery store while shopping. I asked, wouldn't it be easier if you got a babysitter? She replied, I ain't paying no babysitter unless I'm going to get drunk. Trash. That's just offensive. Okay, baby, this woman has a point. If I'm going to pay for a babysitter, at least let me get drunk instead of run errands. I'd like to see what that, that person's day was like before getting to the supermarket. <laughs> and Sparks Gang says, what up, fellas? Trashing the bat in my two oldest son's room. We have been trying to get it since 4 a.m. Saturday morning. It's eviction day today because the wildlife dude is on the way. Hashtag Dracula gotta go. Oh, break out the hazmat suit. Boy, trying to 
Fetch trying to grab or capture a bat since Saturday? No thanks. I'll be in a hotel by now. No thanks. Eviction day, Dracula. You got to go. When we come back on the show, we've got the sounds of Saturday with the play-by-play voice, the LSU Tigers. Chris Blair, next, DA, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. minutes past the hour. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Week one of the college football season is here. And Sunday night, we've got a dandy. It's time for the sounds. Not yet, is it not? It is time. No, not yet. Hang on. This weekend, full slate of college football action. We are delving into it. Last hour, Dennis Dodd joined us from CBSSports.com. And conference realignment is going to end up draining into the college football season, which is somewhat ridiculous because the ACC is still trying to decide on Cal Stanford and SMU. But the fact that games are here is good for everybody. We were talking about Georgia earlier. I think Georgia's... I know the schedule sets up well for them, but I just don't think that they're they're going to do something that nobody else has ever done. It is really hard for a reason. Really great teams have tried it many times over and have fallen short. So I think we're going to crown a new national champion this year. And the team that we hone in on this morning could be that team. 
but it's under lock and key until I get the high sign for Pete the Body. Raphael is next up in Vermont this morning here on the show. Rafi, good morning. Hey, Commander. How you doing, bud? I have a question for you. I have a question for you. Yeah. I'm listening to radio on uh, this weekend, and it's like one of those college aficionados. And he's saying, like, Dion Sender, he said the maximum amount of game Dion can win is plus three. So they won one game last year. They're going to win only four games this year. He said uh, the best coach in college football was able to win plus five, the USC coach. I said, let me ask the commander, is that true? Do you truly believe Zion going to have a record of four games? That's all they're going to win this year. Hmm. Well, Raph, I appreciate the phone, uh, the phone call. I always appreciate you calling me the commander. Very nice of you, commander of this spaceship, this mothership. I have to pull up the schedule itself to really hone in on how many winning possibilities that they have. But the thing about Dion is he's bringing far more attention than the level of team that he has. As Raph just mentioned, we're talking about a one-win team from a year ago. Now he's changed the roster. Now he's obviously, you know, done a lot of, of transfer portal work and he's brought in his son and it's a, a different team, different expectations, different intensity, different culture. But the fact is, one would imagine it takes a long time to build a one-win team into a bowl team. So my guess is... And again, we also don't know if Dion's a great coach. We know that he's a a great promoter. We have yet to figure out whether he's a great coach. Now, he won at his previous stop. So he has won as well, but that's at an FCS level. This is a Power 5 conference. My guess is four wins is about right. My guess is that for Colorado, four and eight is about right. Um, if he wins five games, I think it's a huge step forward. That means they're five and seven, and they're a win shy of the bowl game, a bowl game. I think two wins, three wins is just a slight upgrade, but not much. So I'd probably peg him at four without really looking at the schedule itself. But, you know, we don't talk about four and eight teams the way that we talk about the Colorado Buffaloes, which is really the Deion Sanders factor. Okay, I've been given the green light. The DA Show counts down the days until the electricity of college football season returns with the game's greatest voices. It is tipped off, and Lewis going on the deflection. Lewis is going to score. Lewis is going to score. Lewis is going to score. Touchdown, over. Touchdown, over. Got a block for Brooks. 50, 10, 5. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Dogs win it. We're headed to Atlanta. Touchdown, Boston College. He did it. He did it. Cody did it. All the bandits out. The Bears have won! Oh my God! The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending, exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football. It's the sounds of Saturday, every morning on CBS Sports Radio. Final horn sounds. It's in the books. Win. Tigers win. They are the national champions. With a win tonight over Clemson, 
42 to 25. And the purple and gold confetti fill the air inside the Superdome and the fireworks. Perfect setting for a national title for Coach Ed Ogeron, whose Tigers moved to 15-0 on the year. A lot has changed since that night when they claimed the national championship, but perhaps now LSU with a new head coach going into year number two can do the very same thing. The voice there on the Tigers radio network is the voice of the Tigers, Chris Blair, who joins us this morning on the show. Chris, good morning. Morning, DA. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, my pleasure. This is a huge start to the season. Sunday night against Florida State. You have a top 10 matchup in week number one. What's the biggest challenge schematically that LSU will face against the Seminoles? I think, you know, this is, um, you know, Coach Brian Kelly had his uh, weekly press conference yesterday, and he talked about and has talked about really since going back to the spring, going into year number two uh, here at LSU, is just talking about being consistent. Uh, And I think he means that not only week to week, but play to play. And, you know, there were flashes last year. Obviously, LSU getting to 10 wins. I think Coach Kelly and his staff and that team kind of put LSU farther ahead in schedule than maybe a lot of people thought. Even the most optimistic Tiger fans, you know, coming into that year after, you know, the 20 and 21 season. But I think consistency is going to be key. And and again, when you take on a, a team as talented as Florida State, both of these teams returning a number of starters from a year ago, and both teams have 10 wins, you understand that consistency means every single play. It's it's not going to be series by series, quarter by quarter, but literally play by play. And, and that's kind of been the message from Coach Kelly. Um, you know, the defense is going to be challenged with with Travis Jordan. Uh, Verse, who is uh, an elite edge rusher, is going to cause trouble. If you're not careful, you got to know where he is for the Seminoles uh, prior to every snap if you're Jaden Daniels in the LSU offense. So, uh, you know, last year we opened up the season in New Orleans uh, against Florida State in a game that I don't think either team would put on a highlight reel. Uh, it was not uh, the the most uh, efficient game uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but we saw flashes from both Travis Jordan and from Jaden Daniels in the second half and, you know, came down to a block extra point. Otherwise, we go to overtime to open the season. I think there are more answers for both the Seminoles and Tigers going into this year than certainly a year ago. This is technically a road game, but at Camping World Stadium for you guys. And so plenty of LSU fans, I'm imagining, are going to travel to this game. Going to be a pretty good split or a pretty good contingent of Tiger fans? Yeah, last couple of uh, visits to Camping World Stadium over the last several years. They've played there in bowl games, including this past season. Uh, finished up with a pretty uh, easy victory over Purdue in the Cheez-It Bowl. Uh, so people have found a way, and they've got their travel plans. And, uh, of course, everybody's keeping an eye on, uh, you know, the possible hurricane going through Florida, and that may change how they get to Orlando. But, you know, my sense is there's going to be plenty of purple and gold in the Sunshine State uh, coming in probably on Friday and another wave on Saturday and, and maybe some late arrivals on Sunday. So, obviously, it's in, in the backyard of Florida State, uh, but Orlando is one of those easy cities to get to. and and Tiger fans travel pretty much wherever LSU plays. The voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair, joins us this morning on the show. It certainly feels like after whatever rough-around-the-edges moments there were last year for Brian Kelly being indoctrinated into uh, Bayou culture and the LSU uh, family, he seems to have smoothed those things out. seems like he's far more comfortable. Where, Where do you feel like Brian Kelly is going into year two? 
Well, the day he was introduced here on campus, uh, I, I had the privilege to, to bring him up on stage in front of a large group of LSU alum. And I remember saying then, you know, Nick Saban proved it, Les Miles proved it. Um, the, the thing that makes you fit in Louisiana and at LSU is to win. So by winning 10 games, winning the SEC West in year number one, uh, and, and obviously the, the, the springboard into this season after the bowl victory, and I think that pretty much put all of that uh, aside. And, of course, Coach Kelly, like myself, who did not grow up in Louisiana, uh, once you're here and you immerse yourself into the culture and, and you take people up on the offer to, to celebrate at the drop of the hat because they will celebrate anything at any moment, if you, if you endear yourself to their culture, they take you in, regardless of whether you've been here your entire life or not. And Coach Kelly's done a fabulous job. Of, of doing that. And again, it goes back to, to winning football games. And, and certainly he set the bar high in year number one, but if you listen to him talk and he's never backed or wavered away from the fact that that's why he left uh, the winningest coach at Notre Dame to come to LSU. Now he can basically make a circle from his office uh, from 120 miles and find some of the best football student athletes in the country has the budget to be able to go fly to anywhere in the country. He wants to go uh, outside of that 120-mile range. So he knows what the expectations are. That's why he's here. He wants to compete at the highest level, and currently the SEC gives him the opportunity to do just that. So in other words, a couple of years into your stay there, you can get yourself through a couple of pounds of crawfish pretty easily, huh? No doubt about it, and it usually <laughs> happens uh, from about March until May. Okay, very good. Um, this is an LSU team with a lot of talent, and many people think that it is the top team to compete with Alabama for the SEC West and thus Georgia for the SEC title as well. And some have made LSU a dark horse national championship team. Do you feel like they've got the horses this year that can get to a playoff and perhaps win a title? Yeah, I think they're talented. I mean, I think on both sides of the ball, they've been able to, in very quick fashion, create some of the depth. Not quite where they want to be, uh, especially up front offensively and defensively. You know, when you take a look at the standard that Alabama has set for a number of years, obviously under Coach Saban, and what Kirby Smart has replicated and built on his own at Georgia, I think back to last year's SEC title game in Atlanta, LSU was driving with the football. They had six offensive plays, and suddenly Georgia replaces all five up front defensively, and they didn't skip a beat. That's the type of depth you're trying to build if you want to compete at the top of the SEC and certainly translate into a college football playoff berth and a chance to win a national title. Coach Kelly and staff have done a very good job of adding depth and talent, especially across the offensive front. And for me, that's what I think gives LSU that, that, that slimmer of hope, glimmer of hope rather that they can certainly do it. They get some, some fruitful bounces, some luck, um, you know, they've got an offensive line that now I think can help Jaden Daniels, who has progressed so much in his time here in Baton Rouge, and I think is poised for a uh, sensational season, but he's also got plenty of skilled players around him. And last year, especially early on in the year, Jaden was having to improvise and use his God-given talent to make plays happen. I think he can rely on others, and it starts up front on that offensive line. And then on the defensive front, again, LSU will be without Mason Smith, uh, on Sunday night because uh, the NCAA wanted us to know they're still around. Um, but moving forward, you got Mason Smith, you got an All-American in Makai Wingo, you got Harold Perkins Jr., who some say might even make some noise in the Heisman conversation this year at linebacker. 
and then adding Omar Spates from Oregon State, who many felt was the best linebacker on the West Coast last year. Um, you know, suddenly now that front seven becomes one to contend with uh, at the level of the SEC. So, again, I think there's a lot of things that go into it, as you well know, uh, but they certainly have in very quick fashion. Again, I can't emphasize that enough. Through recruiting and the transfer portal, Coach Kelly has been able to get some of that depth that certainly was lacking following that 2019 championship season. And there is no real breather for the schedule of LSU. They open up Sunday night against Florida State, number eight, Florida State. They get grambling in week two, but then it's into the SEC schedule at Starkville, then Arkansas at home, and off and running into the SEC. So interesting first month of the season for the Tigers. Chris Blair is the voice of the LSU Tigers joining us this morning on the show. Chris, appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Have a great call on Sunday night. Thank you, DA. Appreciate you having us, and go Tigers. My pleasure. Go Tigers. Sunday night, that's the game of the weekend. If you're going to sit down and watch some college football this weekend, Sunday night, Florida State LSU is the one. Standing by for headlines. Here it is, Mr. Andrew Bogish. DA, if things don't work out with Victor Hovland, maybe Boyle's aunt turns her attention to Julio Rodriguez. Oh, here's the set and the 1-1 on the way to Julio. Swing and a drive deep into center field. Butler going back, looking up. Goodbye, baseball. Into wow. the pen. Julio Rodriguez with his 24th home run of the season. Three RBIs on the night. It's now the Mariners. Six and the A's nothing. That's from Mariners Radio. J-Rod capping off a four-hit, three-RBI night. A 7 nothing win over Oakland. That is five four-hit games in his last ten. He is the first player since 1938 with five four-hit games in one calendar month. Wow. And the M's keep their one-game lead on Houston and Texas atop the AL West. The Astros smash the Red Sox 13-5. Okay. Jose Altuve collecting the first cycle of his career. And the Rangers rallying for a 4-3 win at the Mets. They scored twice top nine. They had lost their previous 100 games when trailing after eight innings. Oh, Two fans got onto the field in Denver last night. The first able to embrace Ronald Acuna Jr. in right field before security got to him. Acuna then got knocked over when the second dude arrived but was okay. Kevin Pillar ran from left field to help Acuna. Thankfully, uh, the intentions weren't, uh, you know, they weren't out there to do harm to him. They were just really big fans of him, but... Like I said, no way, in no way is that appropriate. Acuna had four hits and five RBI in the 14-4 win. His next homer will make him the first player ever with 30 long balls and 60 steals That's in amazing. the same season. That's amazing. I would have guessed that Ricky did that once. Yep, I would have thought so too, but I guess he never hit 30 home runs because Ricky had 60 stolen bases every time, right. every year. But we've had a 30-30 guy many times over and some 40-40 guys, but never a 30-60. It's crazy. Acuna could do 40-60. Yeah, I mean, he could do it this year. He could do 40-70. I love the guys are st- stealing bases again. Yeah, I know. It's totally. great. Yep. He uh, might Not this year, but he might be able to do 50-60. Yeah. It'd be hard to... Is Acuna a 50-home run guy, you think? He could. God, I hate them so much. He's good. They're so good, and they're so young, and they're all paid already. 
Jerks. Yeah, they seem to know how to do things well. Just win a World Series. Get them out. Uh, the Brewer win streak is nine. Their NL Central lead is five after a 6-2 win at Wrigley. Those Cubs keep their half-game edge on Arizona for the second wildcard spot with the D-backs losing at Dodger Stadium 7-4. The Giants now a game and a half behind Arizona after beating the Reds 4-1. The Twins, a season-high seven-game lead in the Guardians in the AL Central, courtesy of a 10-6 decision over Cleveland. Royce Lewis with his second Grand Slam in as many days. And the O's blank the White Sox 9-zip. Their lead over Idle Tampa Bay in the AL East is now two and a half games. The Liberty top the Aces 94-85 in Brooklyn in a meeting of the two best teams in the WNBA. Vegas now has a four-game lead for that top spot. And on night one of the U.S. Open, Coco Goff outlasting Laura Siegmund in three Siegmund. sets and nearly three hours. The players bicker with each other over how slowly Siegmund was playing and neither like the chair umpire. I'm just happy that I was able to overcome all that. wasn't playing my best tennis, but uh, I think, you know, every... Well, most of the time, usually every Grand Slam, you have one bad match, and I'm glad I was able to get that out the way in the first round. Nothing that a post-match uh, doobie couldn't fix. Uh, Caroline Wozniacki <laughs> also won last night as her comeback continues, and Novak Djokovic, a straight-set win on the men's side. And now, we're getting started. <laughs> It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. I don't like cats. So at some point in 2021, a woman in Australia goes to the hospital. She's got abdominal pain, diarrhea. She's dehydrated. She gets treated and she goes home. Okay. In 2022, she's back at the hospital, this time complaining of three months of forgetfulness oh. and increased depression. So the checks begin. Doctors decide she needs a brain biopsy. They're fearing she has cancer or some other kind of abscess in her brain. As they're doing this biopsy, they see some kind of mark on the screen. They go to it, and the doctor pulls out a three-inch worm. Oh! A living three-inch worm. This thing is wriggling on the OR table after it's pulled out of this woman's head. Now, this type of parasite is not known to bother humans. It is often found in a type of snake and this woman lives near a sanctuary that houses some of those snakes. Oh. The snake, oh. the parasite spreads. Its eggs come out with snake droppings. Oh. This woman forages for some of her food, like local vegetation. So the theory is the things that she was picking up and cooking contaminated with the, with the eggs of this parasite ate them, initiated the stomach problems, didn't fix it then, and this thing found itself in her brain, causing her problems. We know all of this because doctors wrote a huge story about it in some journal that just came out yesterday. They pulled a living three-inch worm out of her brain. Oh! God! Even the doctor was like, this is gross. Dude, that's the kind of stuff. Like, I'm, I'm okay with most stuff. That kind of stuff, a living worm, a parasite in your brain, the eggs, that's enough to make me right, you wanted to eat my lunch. You wanted to eat breakfast. poop ice cream yesterday. The surgeon said it continued to move with vigor as we took it out of the Ugh. brain. We all felt a bit sick. Talking about the operating team. Ugh. 
Are you kidding? Yuck. And how about this? That a three-inch worm actively living in your brain could cause memory loss. Yeah. Like, not something more severe. You could operate your day. Your motor function was fine. Your stomach was all right. Your digestion was right. Yeah. You just, you didn't remember what happened last Tuesday. And every part of your brain is like different jobs, right? So I wonder if it had gone to a different place. Could she have ended up being like mean or having motor issues or like it could have just done all sorts of things to her body. Yeah, right? (laughs) She's a savant. Leave it in. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Three inch worm in your brain. You know, Sometimes you wake up, you say, I'm having a bad day. Mm. And then you realize, I don't have a three-inch worm yeah. living in my brain. I'm worm-free. Well, you know, it could be worse. And if you're if you're freaking out, grossing out doctors, that's a bad thing. Like, if they can't handle it, exactly. if they're freaked out by exactly. it, that's bad stuff. You know, I just recently had uh, my ears cleaned uh, at one of these ear, nose, and throat places. And uh, I was in and out within seconds. You know, they cleared a little earwax out, and we were good to go. But I, w- I just thought, oh, my God, this is the most disgusting occupation ever that this woman has to look inside everybody's ear and dig out whatever is in there. Op- people that do operations, people that look in ears, people that clean teeth, people that, you know, I mean, just like we're sickos. We're disgusting human beings and yeah. species. People that work in on the internal side of things. I mean, people that work on, like, skin conditions and stuff just... Colonoscopies. Uh, at the end Colonoscopies. Of the, at the end of the school year, there was a lice problem at my kid's school. There are just places they exist for to check lice. Like you go to like lice is lice are us, and they just sit there and they scoop through your hair looking for for lice. How nasty is that job? Oh, Who's the mascot in lice are us? <laughs> 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 A big dancing uh, giraffe. <laughs> I'm Louis the Lice. Come here, kids. I'll check you out. When we come back on the show, we've got your advanced analytics and your epic fail, DA, CBS Sports Radio. No one knows what analytics is. They think it's like a bunch of nerds doing math, which I don't know, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> best, best, best. It's time now for the Mothership's Advanced Analytics. A week from Thursday, the NFL season opens up, and the Chiefs are going to host the Lions. They're also hosting a virtual tailgate where you can sign on, log in, and watch some musical acts and things of this nature, and so it's a virtual tailgate. Would you attend a virtual tailgate party? 84% of you said, no, because I have a life. Now, along with SNL star Heidi Gardner, who is a Chiefs fan, her appearance as the host, there will be 90 minutes of a show hosted by YouTube stars the Merrill Twins, along with performances from TJ producer, DJ producer duo Two Friends. Tailgatingideas.com tells us that no virtual tailgate is complete without adding some flair to your living room. Adding some games into the mix like virtual beer pong and cornhole can really make the experience that much better. Virtual cornhole. What are we doing? Pat Boyle suggests that you take a long walk off a short pier. If you have that little going on in your life, that you're actually attending a virtual tale. As we said, maybe the better idea is just go to a sports bar and 
try to find Chiefs fans or Lions fans or something that are watching the game so you can have some real human interaction. Play a little quick pick. Okay, let's get to your epic fail of the morning. A couple of dudes came out of the stands in Denver last night and looked like they might accost Ronald Acuna Jr., except they didn't really do that. They just kind of hugged him. Here it is, your epic fail. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. Big gag. So when these two dudes got there, dude, we love you. You should totally come to a CU game. Bro. Dion's here. Coach Prime, bro. (laughs) Everything's different here, dude. Plus the Nuggets. We're like, we won the the. The Stanley thing. Cup. We won the cup. The Nuggets <laughs> won the cup, and the Avs won the NBA title. Yeah. They're like, we're like city of champions, brah. Uh. Maybe we'll, we'll do a hike or something. <laughs> what, we could hit the canoe, or dude, like you're really, really, you're really good. You're now, so fast. Have, now, have you ever smoked out of a toaster? <laughs> We built this thing. You can come back to the house with us. It's like ridiculous. How fast can you run from here to third base? <laughs> Ronald, have you ever tried Colorado Kush? Because it is freaking phenomenal. <laughs> I know you. I know, like your Spanish is your first language, bro. And I know you're from Venezuela, but. I got some weed called Venezuelan Vanilla Spice. You're going to love it. <laughs> what do you think of the writer's strike? <laughs> Dude, just have the actors pay the writers. Am I right? Uh. Make me some TV shows, man. Ronald, I heard this take yesterday on the radio. I thought it made so much sense. Why don't the actors just pay the writers? Just Not out of their own deal. pockets and stuff. That's, they could just get Then we could just get new TVs. No big deal. I love Pete's ending. I know. It's, all, it's, always, it's always melting into the couch. I can't tell if Pete's never been high or has really good drugs. I <laughs> now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell whether Pete's never been high or is always high. Right. <laughs> Epic fail, you loser. Yeah. Is why you fail. Epic fail. We were talking about whether our domestic leagues can crown a champion. We can call them world champions. My buddy Penn's texting and say, you know what? There is a track and field league around the world. It's like their tour. It's called the Diamond League. And John and PA says, DA, I can forgive you for not knowing about the European League of Football or the Japanese X League, but you forgot the Canadian Football League. <laughs> Right, that's a good point. That's actually a good point. So it's Chiefs versus the Edmonton Elks coming up after the Super Bowl. <laughs> Thanks to Pat Boyle, executive producer. Pete the Body Bellotti on the Wheels of Steel and audio director. Andrew Bogish on your headlines. Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA. I'm DA. We'll see you tomorrow. Be good and be good to one another. The Mothership disconnects. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.